This is Evolve Marriage Podcast, episode 36. Today, we're talking about commitment in your relationship. How committed are you? Hi, this is Kate. And this is Eric. And this is the Evolved Marriage Podcast. Where we have fun with growth and connection. Thanks for joining us. All right, let's go. Hey, friends. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Hey, you. Hey, you. Hey, you. We're back together. I feel like we haven't been together for so long. We haven't seen each other in like three podcasts. Oh, my gosh. We haven't just recorded together. I mean, we see each other every day. Especially We've we've actually recorded together. Really seeing each other. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Talking about deep, heartfelt intimacy. Woohoo. I see you. We're starting something new. Let us talk about it in another episode, but it is not in this episode. This episode is serious. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling very, I'm feeling joyful, feeling energized. My body feels tired, but my brain is like, yes, <laughs> let's go again. On fire. Yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling really, really great. How are you feeling? I'm feeling at peace. I'm feeling calm. I'm feeling confident. Yeah, I'm also feeling tired, but I feel like like you. It's like my inside. I've got all this. It's, it's very like bubbly. I feel a lot of nice. energy right there in my so stomach. Like your your area. body is tired. But yeah, but I feel like all this like pent up energy. Like I need to like yell or go dance Ooh. or something. We should go dancing. Yeah, we should. Are we allowed to go dancing? I mean, yes, nobody can stop us from dancing. I mean, yeah, like the government can with COVID restrictions and stuff. Like they can just not have So today we're talking about... (laughs) We're talking about commitment in your relationship. Because what we have noticed in our own relationship and in relationships with people um, Eric has worked with or in the communities we're at, it's really hard to make changes in your relationship when you have one foot out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And and I think this this really comes down to that big question, right, that we're going to ask you to think about is, are you actually all in? All in. Exactly. Right. And it's really easy, and I did it for years, to say, absolutely, I am all in. But when you really sit down and think about it, it's really easy to have one foot out the door. It's something that you may not even notice you're doing, but... When you notice that your thoughts are going more towards, hmm, I wonder if the grass is greener on the other side. I wonder if there's somebody out there who would be better suited for me. And those kinds of attitudes and those kind that kind of questioning to yourself, that's a sign that you have one foot out the door. Yeah. And I think when we mean one foot out the door, we're not necessarily talking about how you're going to leave your relationship or anything like that. But really what we're talking about more than anything is, you know, mind, body, and spirit you know, where are you at? Right. right. And how this, this showed up in our relationship for a long time. I had one foot out the door for a very long time. And at times I'll admit it, I still do. And that's something that I'm currently working on, actively working on to get both feet in the relationship. Because what's happening is we've gone through marriage therapy for a lot of years. We know what to do. We have the tools, we have the resources, we've done the coaching, we've done the personal therapy And things sometimes still seem stuck. And when you really sit down and think about it, one of us, myself, isn't fully committed to the relationship, isn't fully committed to the idea that no matter what, we're going to go through this messy journey together. 
And it's great because it's kind of fun that we're talking about this because I saw that you commented on a post uh, today on Instagram and they were showing this like upwards arrow kind of like straight up saying like what people think excelling in a relationship looks like. And then the bottom arrow was kind of like zigzagging up and down, up and down, like kind of like a crazy roller coaster. Yeah, so upward trajectory, but it yeah. was really up and down yeah, as it was getting there. Exactly. It was going upwards, but like in a really bumpy manner. Mm-hmm. And what it said was what excelling in a relationship really looks like. Because when you're going through a relationship, when you're going through hard times, when you're going through the day day in, day out of your relationship, you're going to go through ups and downs. And if you're looking for a place where you're always on an upward trajectory, where nothing is happening and you're just going up in a straight line, that's impossible thinking, right? There's Mm -hmm. always going to be challenges. You are both humans making mistakes constantly, growing, changing, evolving. Seasons come and go in your lives. Things come and go in your life. And they it affects the way your relationship is progressing. Oftentimes, the fact that you have one foot out the door is really a protective mechanism, right? Mm. It comes from this place of fear. You know, it probably sounds something like, hey, if I go all in here and I invest myself, and then all of a sudden... Eric decides, hey, you know what? I don't actually love Kate anymore and I'm actually kind of over this relationship and leave. Well, then I'll have invested all this for nothing. Exactly. And so it becomes this idea of, you know, typically people who have one fed out the door, there's a lot of behavior like, well, when he decides to X, then I'll... And what you're doing is this constant stalemate of seeing who is actually more invested in the marriage. And until I see some investment from your end, I'm not doing anything, right? Exactly. And that doesn't mean you have one foot out the door, but that essentially means you have one foot in, one foot out. As in like, I'm not fully committed and I'm really not going to put any work until I see that you're going to put in some work. Exactly. So what it really comes down to is that one partner or maybe both partners, in some cases it's both partners, haven't quite built that trust haven't Mm. quite built that mutual understanding that I want what's best for you, you want what's best for me, and we're in this together. Yeah, and I think too, when you talked about this idea of building trust, I think it's really important to understand that, you know, in our marriage, when that fear for you comes up, sometimes I'll say trigger words like, Mm -hmm. oh God, like I'm just so tired of doing this. You know what I mean? And that'll trigger you to say like, oh my God, Eric, does that mean he's done with the relationship, right? And all these fears kind of bubble up. Well, then I have an opportunity in that moment when I see that or when you say, hey, I'm being triggered. You know, that line triggers me. Well, I have two choices, right? I can say, well, you know, I'm sorry it triggers you, but this is who I am. Like figure it out on your own and deal with it. Or I can actually come back and really repair immediately, right? Which is Mm -hmm. like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's not at all what I meant. I'm just really frustrated right now. And I love you. And I know we're going to work through this but I'm also extremely frustrated. I need some space. Right. And that's a great way to build trust. But eventually, once that trust is built, it doesn't matter if Eric says in a fight when he's highly frustrated, you know, I'm leaving. I can't take this anymore. That would no longer trigger something in me because I fully trust that we are in this adventure of up and down, up and down together. I fully trust that these are just words. Eric's obviously just angry. And To be honest, I'm getting to a place where those words aren't triggering anymore. But because we've had such a rough past, sometimes it can be difficult to work through that. You know, I got to give you props here because I do think it takes a lot of vulnerability to really go all in, right? And allow yourself to say, there's going to be times in this marriage where I'm going to be hurt. There's Mm going to be times when I'm going to hurt Eric. There's going to be times when it's going to be a hot mess, right? Of chaos. 
end, we're going to repair that and we're going to come back. But in order for me to have the best marriage I can have, right, and to create deep intimacy, I have to be vulnerable enough to, you know, allow all of myself to be seen. And I think oftentimes, you know, in marriages, not everybody has that type of courage, right? And some couples, you know, they live a very happy life where they're just like, hey, we don't really have to open up to each other. We just kind of live together and it's great. We're roommates and I've come to terms of, you know, we kind of buy whatever we want, but we don't have a lot of sex and we're not really connected and Mm -hmm. they live happily ever after. That's their relationship and if that's what they want. But I think for us, we just realized it wasn't something we wanted and we really wanted to go much deeper. And that from you and from me, right, takes a lot of being open, a lot of courage to allow all of yourself to be seen. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes what happens is in a relationship, you're looking somewhere else thinking, oh, maybe this guy would be better for me. Maybe the grass would be greener on the other side. Of course, in the first weeks, months, maybe the first year, the grass will be greener. Things will be great on the other side because you're in the honeymoon phase, just like it was in your relationship in the beginning. And it's like that for every new relationship. But as you progress in your relationship, vulnerabilities come out and your partner really starts to see you. You can't hide as much as you did in the beginning. So no matter what, whether you stay in this relationship and allow yourself to be seen and vulnerable in this relationship or you allow yourself to be seen and vulnerable in another relationship, it doesn't matter where you are. You're going to eventually have to be seen and vulnerable. So it's all good to look elsewhere and be like, "Hmm, maybe the grass would be greener. But allow yourself to really be seen in your own relationship and see that the grass can be green even if you're being fully seen. Yeah, and I just want to be really clear here because... You know, oftentimes when we talk about having Winfred out the door, we're not actually talking about, hey, I'm sure I could find a better partner out there for me, which in some cases that that is true. But really what it comes down to and what a lot of people are thinking is, I actually don't like my life and I want a better life, right? Mm-hmm. When we think about couples that stray or go outside the marriage, it's not that they're looking for some another partner or looking for, you know, some, some other attractive human being. They're actually looking to connect with a part of themselves that they completely lost. And when they wake up and they look at their life, they're like, I need to get out of this life in order to be happy. Not, I need to get away from this person all the time. And this goes back on the idea of trust, right? If you trust that my partner has my back, my partner has my best interest at heart, my partner wants what's best for me, mm-hmm. um, then you can see that, hey, if I'm vulnerable and I tell my partner, like, listen, I'm really, really lacking sex in this relationship. And this is something that would mean so much to me. And this is what, you know, great sex in my eyes would look like. And this is what I need from you. Are we willing to give that to me? Then it's up to your partner to decide if yes or no. But there's nothing greater at building trust than being fully vulnerable with your partner and allowing them to have the opportunity to do something for you, to help you with those desires, whether it be around sex or doing more dishes or wanting to travel more, whatever it is. If you have that trust built with your partner where you can open up to them and say, hey, this is what I desire more of in this relationship. Are you able to do it? Help me with that. I mean, there's no greater gift you can give your partner than giving them being fully clear and vulnerable with them so they can come and help you out. I think oftentimes, unless a, unless a man in this case, right, because I work with a lot of men, but really a person in general says to themselves, you know what, I'm all in. That's what happened to us three years ago, right? We said, whatever happens here, we decide to stay together. Divorce is off the table right now, and we really want to be able to move forward 
and start to grow. And what we realized over time as we started to grow, we started to get comfortable with that idea of the mess, which was, hey, this is extremely challenging, but let's keep recommitting to each other over and over and over again so we can build this muscle of we're in this together. Mm. And now we're having conversations that, you know, we're, they're totally vulnerable and they're totally open and honest. And I, I don't know that we ever would have been there unless we both had decided to say, you know what, I'm all in. And so that, that I think that was really powerful for us. And I think that's a huge part of the message we want to get here is, you know, you need to decide to go all in. So, um, you know, we're going to move to what we really want to start doing instead in order to try to move towards that commitment and that idea of being all in. Absolutely. So one of the first things and the biggest thing you can do for your relationship, if you're finding yourself to be in a situation where you might have one foot out the door or where you're not fully committed to working on your relationship is shifting your mindset. What, what that really means is trust that you fell in love with this partner once you know, a long time ago, or maybe a small while back, you two fell in love. There was a reason I, Kate, fell in love with Eric. And it wasn't just because he was the sexiest guy in the room at the time. <laughs> there was, was a like, little bit more to it. just like me it. and my dog in the room, is yeah. that? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but yeah, so remember why you followed them into the rabbit hole. And when I'm talking about the rabbit hole, if you really think of Alice in, the, in Wonderland, right? She took a chance, followed this random rabbit down a hole, had no idea what was going to happen in the hole, but she just said, you know what? I'm in it. I'm in the hole now, and I'm just going to trust that me and this rabbit are going to have an amazing adventure together. So remember, what made you go down this rabbit hole with your partner? And what kinds of adventures have you lived with them? You know, positive adventures, adventures that might be harder for you to think about. Remember that this is all things that th this defines your past, right? In your relationship, the good, the bad, the ugly, it all defines who you are right now in your relationship. So shift your mindset instead of seeing your relationship as this bad place that had so much work and it was so hard. Look at it as an adventure. Look at everything we've gone through together and look at everything we've, all the challenges we've faced and succumbed, succumbed is that a word? <laughs> No. Overcome. Overcome. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Overcome together. Look at all the challenges we've overcome together. Mm -hmm. If you look at it that way, you look at your life and it just looks like this beautiful movie. Look at everything we've been through. Now look where we can go. That's so important. The first step really is shifting your mindset to seeing your relationship as something beautiful, something you guys have worked on together. Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely love that. And I think, you know, the second thing you want to be doing is to really be open and vulnerable and honest, right? About what's going on in your life. Maybe there's a reason the relationship doesn't feel great to you. Mm -hmm. I always say this, but you need to be the catalyst for change. It, it typically takes one person to create change in a marriage and it takes two people to stay the same. So if you're not willing to open up and be honest about what you need, which to be honest, oftentimes your partner wants the same thing and they don't mm -hmm. know how to say it either. Right. So it's important for you to have the courage to lead. But unless you're willing to be the catalyst, nothing will change. Because typically our minds like to keep the status quo, right? Mm -hmm. It feels safe. So you need to be open and honest with your partner and say, hey, I love a lot of things about our marriage. I love all these things that how we take care of the kids, our beautiful home, how we have all the finances set up, how we have dinner together every night. Um, but one thing that is lacking for me is my connection to you. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know how to go about that. And I want to work with you to create a deeper connection. And in that instance, you might get a partner who's going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you said that because I've been feeling the same way. Mm -hmm. So it's really important for you to be the catalyst. And then the next thing you want to be doing is when you're making a decision, 
for yourself or for the relationship. Think of the impact that that decision has not only on yourself, because oftentimes when we have one foot out the door, we're only focusing on ourselves. We're only focusing on how does this benefit me? Instead, you want to start making decisions based off of how is this also affecting my husband? Yes, you do want to think about how it's going to affect you and you're not going to start doing things, you know, that make you uncomfortable, but don't just deny your partner's experience in your decisions. Start thinking about, okay, this is how this decision is affecting me, but how is it also going to affect my spouse? Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think when you start to think about the big picture here, it's how are the choices that I'm making more aligned with the marriage we want to create, Mm -hmm. right? Does this move me closer to having an amazing connection, amazing marriage, or does this move me further away from that? So the big idea we want you to really take away for this podcast is to go all in, right, in your marriage. And we really want you to try to wrap your head around or understand that typically what prevents us from going all in is fear, right? When we talk to a lot of couples, it's not that they want to leave the relationship, but it's just that there's a lot of fear around fully being open and committing themselves Mm -hmm. to their marriage because they have fear of being hurt, of being turned down, of all kinds of stuff, of it getting worse, right, is a big fear for a lot of couples. And what we really want you to think about is start to take steps and be the catalyst for your relationship growing by being open and honest and trust yourself to be able to act as you're growing, right? To make choices that benefit not only you, but also your spouse. And so we understand it takes a lot of courage, but, you know, just like Kate mentioned the analogy with Alice, right? At some point, you know, it can be a lot of fun and you can have quite the adventure if you decide to go down the rabbit hole, even though sometimes it's clunky and crazy and you're with a rabbit who's always late, which that's my case. Um, but but the, the reality is, you know, we really want you to be able to recommit to your spouse and start slow. Don't go, go big or go home. It has to be all in these huge shows of romance. And I think it's really important for you to start where you're at and start to take small steps by opening up and being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And have some fun with this. Go take some time this weekend or whenever, whenever you have some time. And look back at your relationship, Mm -hmm. whether it be through pictures or maybe letters. Uh, I know Eric and I keep a box of old memorabilia. Memorabilia? Is that a word? Memorabilia. Memorabilia. Yep. We keep a box of that stuff. (laughs) Old memories. And we'll often look through it just as a reminder of like, oh my gosh, look how young and dumb and fun we were. Or look how like, look how much we've grown. Like, look at how fat we were. (laughs) We've done that. We've done that. Throwing out all the guns here. (laughs) No, we did that. We did that old pictures. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So have fun. Look at how much you've grown. Look at how much you've changed. It's okay to remember times that were tougher to look at pictures and be like, oof, I remember... This was a tough time for me. Yeah. But and but celebrate that. Look 100%. at that and celebrate how how far you've come and how how different you are now than than the young kids you used to be in the relationship or or you know what challenges you guys faced and how did we face it together? How did we get over that? You know, have that discussion and remember I said this, oh yeah, I remember. Oh, you were so sweet. Thank you so much for supporting me through that and whatever it is, you know, and look back at back at pictures. Have some fun with it. You know, remember where you came from and what your story is. Yeah, and for Kate and I, right, we have this firm belief that um, you know, the universe brought us together for a reason, right? And we were supposed to go through a lot of the challenges we faced. 
uh, for a reason, you know, and some of it is that... to be right here with you today. Right. Part of it is, you know, to help you. But I often think about, we might not even know what the actual reason, right? We might, you know, 10, 20 years from now, look back at this moment and be like, wow, like that's the reason Remember we had to go through this. Remember when we started a podcast and five people listened to it? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so I do think it's important for you to think about that, right? You and your partner came together for a reason, mm-hmm. right? The universe brought you together in order to create something great. Not only did you most likely create life, right? A lot of you had kids together, and which is really fun. Or dogs. Yeah. And really think about, you know, you being there and going through these challenges. This is the way that the universe is speaking to you. So be open to that mm-hmm. and grow from that and see the benefits of growing together. Oh my God. I didn't think being spiritual would be so sexy on you, but it looks good on you. You're Thank such you. an empath. I love it. Okay. Let's wrap up. <laughs> All right. So as usual, for everything we do, check us out at evolvemarriage.com. Uh, if you are looking for some help with getting unstuck, feel free to reach out to me on my coaching page. Happy to see uh, if it's a good fit for us to work together. Uh, otherwise, as usual, you know, share this episode with somebody you love, somebody you think can benefit from it. Uh, and subscribe, like, share, click all the buttons you know, to give us all the popular stuff going on. Um, but really just follow us. It always helps us our podcast out and helps our message uh, get out there to the world. So we love you guys. Thank you again so much for being here week after week. We really appreciate you and we'll chat next week. Bye. Bye.